listening to another sermon podcast presented by Chelsea Presbyterian Church. Located in Chelsea, Alabama, we value community, fellowship, and love for people from all walks of life. For more information, find us online at www.chelseaprez.org or check us out on Facebook. We're going to be talking about the resurrection today from Mark 16, 1 through 8. If you do not have your Bibles, as always, in the order of worship, we have the scripture printed for you there. As I said last week, we've been in a series on the book of Romans, uh, but we've taken a break now to focus on Holy Week, and uh, that, that began with Palm, Palm Sunday last week, and here we are at that special time of the year that we call Easter or Resurrection Sunday. So let's look at our passage today from Mark 16, 1 through 8. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, and Mary the mother of James, and Salome, brought spices, that they may go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb, and they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone from us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw, they, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, and it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And they went out, and they fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father God, take your word today. Uh, bring your Holy Spirit upon us uh, to take that word and, and to penetrate our hearts with us, to, to move us, uh, to comfort us, to uh, even heal the hurting that goes on in our souls. May we um, look at the, the, the passage today and get what you would have out of it, and that is the power of the resurrection, of what your son did by rising from the dead, what it meant to our lives in the world, and uh, may we meditate on that and dwell on that for just a few moments today. Amen. So uh, for Christians all over the world, uh, today is Easter. Uh, and I've shared this before, but um, I always think about this every Easter morning. I don't know why I think about this. I'm always reminded of this picture that my, my, my mother took of my brother and I, uh, and it was so typical 70s. Uh, one, one picture was, uh, I was in a baby blue leisure suit, and my brother had like this yellow little suit on uh, he was wearing. He had, he had missing front teeth. Uh, in his uh, when he was when he was smiling, and I had a black eye. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so, as, as some people say, uh, you know, in the South, it was trying to, like trying to make a, a, a silk purse out of a sow's ear. That's what it looked like in that picture there. And for rough and rowdy country boys like us, and y'all knew we grew up on the farm, uh, those clothes were so different than what we knew they wore, and they were so tight. They were so uncomfortable. And I remember thinking the whole time, what's the big deal? And I was like, let's just bring on the Easter egg hunt. Why, why are we having to go through 
all of this on Easter, what's the fuss? And I believe for most of the world, they ask the same question on Easter Sunday. Why is it such a big deal uh, to you as Christians? Why is it such a big deal for us? Easter, or as some call it, uh, Resurrection Sunday, is that day that we meet to celebrate the wondrous and glorious fact that Jesus actually rose from the dead. No other religion claims this fact. And Jesus' resurrection, it really did change everything. It, it, it changed the cross in Christianity from tragedy to triumph. Uh, it, it, it disrupted a world power, Rome at the time. Uh, one of the most for, for, powerful forces the world had ever seen. Not by military might, but through faith and hope and love. The resurrection, and a lot of people act like this is the most dubious thing you've ever thought of. It's an undeniable, verifiable, historical fact that no skeptic has ever really been able to uh, explain away as much as they tried. No matter what the theories and the guesses and non-believers throw away or they try to dismiss it, their arguments quickly crumble with common sense in the face of logic, reason, and history. Uh, and now we're not going to get into all of the evidences of that today. You can look it up. If you're really serious and you're a skeptic here today and you want to you see the facts around the resurrection, you can find that information. But what we are going to ponder today is the transforming power that came in the resurrection, how it changed things, and how it comes to us today as a result of the resurrection. You'll notice today, uh, I usually have three points in the order of worship. It's really just one point today. It's not really an outline, uh, mainly because I'm just really focusing on one thing, and that is the resurrection is the ground, it is the foundation for our assurance. It's what we base all our future hopes on, yes, but it's also a source of power in our daily lives, in the here and now. As we, as we see here at the crack of dawn on a Sunday morning, the women uh, headed out to the tomb as they planned to, to uh, carry spices with them. This is why the church now celebrates and meets on Sundays instead of Saturdays. Uh, so they carried the spices with them. They made this trip uh, to the place that they had been Friday evening to the tomb of Jesus. Along the way, they begin to think about how are we going to get into here? How are we going to get inside that tomb with the large rock that's already there? Uh, and they, they knew it had been sealed by, by the, by the, uh, it, with the large stone, but they didn't know how it would get it rolled away. Not only that, but they probably didn't know that there would be Roman soldiers posted there where he was buried. But here's what we do know. When they got there, the stone had already been rolled away. It wasn't there anymore. What they did not find, however, was the body of Jesus. Now here's the thing. The women were not super spiritual in, in, in some uh, abstract way. They didn't immediately jump to the conclusion that Jesus had, had risen from the dead. Even in the first century, people knew that when a person died, they did not come back to life. They were not expecting, this is what you got to understand, the disciples and women were not expecting Jesus to rise from the dead. They were just wondering why he wasn't there. Can you imagine the thoughts that were running through their mind? It's probably the same thoughts that you would have if you went to visit a grave of a loved one and discovered an empty hole in the ground where the body had been buried. 
unless you had really, really, really strong evidence to the contrary, you wouldn't, for a second, conclude that that person had come back to life. These women were surely beginning to panic as their mind were racing and thinking about all the explanations of how Jesus' body had been missing. Uh, and then we see um, the, 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 the person in the white robe reminding them of what Jesus had said there. And Mark ends different than the, the other Gospels. Uh, Mark has a strange and peculiar ending there. After all the, uh, after the reassurance uh, by the, the person in the white robe at the funeral, I mean, I'm sorry, at the tomb, they went, look at verse 8, it says, They went out, they fled from the tomb for trembling and astonishment and seized them, and they said nothing for anyone, for they were afraid in the story. It's just one of, it's one of those things where you ever get to the end of a movie uh, and you're thinking, what just happened? What, there's some kind of cliffhanger here. Uh, and a lot of times when people, when directors do that, just like Paul, I mean, Mark in his writing here, when they do that, they're, uh, they're actually doing it in a very purposeful way. See, many times when you have a story in, in the, uh, a movie like this, that they're, they're trying to get you to live it out. They're saying, All right, what does this mean in your life? How are you going to end the story? Was kind of the idea here in that. Mark ends his gospel here, something like that. But the answer's not in the ending of the Mark. It's in the reader. He's really putting a question at the end of the story. What are you going to do with the fact that there's nobody in the grave? What are you, are, are you going to believe? That's kind of what he's saying here. In, in light of the fact that Jesus was actually raised from the dead, will you, uh, like the disciples did, will you follow Jesus? Or will you discount it, as a, as a, like other people are doing, just saying, here's another group of fanatics uh, that have just made up a story. And at this point, you're faced with a dilemma uh, here in the sermon. Look at uh, the order of worship, the quote from the order of worship by Tim Keller. He says this, think about it. If Jesus rose from the dead, then you have to accept all that he said. If he didn't rise from the dead, then why worry about anything that he said? The issue on which everything hangs is not whether you like, you like his teachings, but whether or not he rose from the dead. When considering if Christianity is true, it all boils down, it really boils down to, did, did Jesus rise from the dead or not? The lives of so many followers of Jesus today, undeniable fact, all these followers demonstrate that he, the resurrection is still changing people, it's still changing lives after all these years. It changes fear and love and despair and the joy. There are people that are experiencing this all around us. It changes people from being spiritually dead to, uh, to alive in God. It changes our struggles with guilt and shame into a celebration of forgiveness and freedom. It changes anxiety into hope that goes far beyond the grave. It can change our darkened and broken hearts so that we want to love and follow Jesus in a way that we never could and we never could have imagined. The resurrection is far from being something we think about that just gives us hope that one day we will be resurrected. It starts with resurrection hope that you have now. We are being called out to live out this in a, in a reality, a daily reality. It's a promise of a new life now, not one in the future.
You ever had those moments that, that, that changed your life forever? What, what have been those moments for you? Uh, think about it. Has it falling in love? Uh, getting married? The birth of a child? A new job? A moment when someone that you respect tells you how proud they are of you? A certain friendship that came into your life? Or maybe the flip side of it, maybe, maybe it's a car wreck or a loss of a job or a loss of a spouse or a loss of a loved one or a major crisis. These are the moments that change our life forever. The resurrection wasn't just one of those moments, it was the moment. See, here's what you've got to think about. After the death of Jesus, when he died on the cross, but before the resurrection, many of his followers had deserted him. All that was left with a bunch of ragtag disciples. Some of them have straight up denied any affiliation with him. There were a few women with him, and then just some backwoods followers from Galilee who have all lost hope. After the resurrection, they become a people on fire. The church becomes one of the most powerful forces in history. Something, someone, some event changed their life in the course of history forever. What was it? So the question that we have today is, are, are you hopeless and, and, and in despair or frustrated? Or you feel like you're just on a treadmill in your life right now? Are you anxious today? Uh, are you looking for some kind of sense of meaning and purpose beyond just the mundane? Are you looking for a new life? You can have the same hope that transformed these early Christians because of the same fact that Jesus rose from the dead. See, the resurrection is the basis for all our future hopes of life after death, but it's also a huge source of power in our lives here and now. It gives us the courage in the midst of persecution, comfort in the midst of trials, hope in the midst of the world that almost seems uh, so dark at times that there's no hope. See, the resurrection brings about love and hope and peace and restoration and life, even in the most broken situations. So here's the gist of everything I'm saying today. If, if you haven't connected with anything else up until this point, just give me a couple of minutes. See, the resurrection changes everything. There's the thing, in your loneliest times in your life, darkest moments, when you feel the most abandoned, or maybe you're overwhelmed with guilt and shame for what you have done or for what you haven't done, there's hope. Jesus felt everything that you have felt and took it upon himself on the cross so you don't fully have to ever experience that alone again. It's dead and it's buried. But just like Jesus, there's life after death. When all things lost, uh, you have a father. Just like Jesus did but bring deep joy from deep sorrow, hope from disabling despair, and life from what it feels at you at the time, like death. This is what the resurrection is all about. Would you believe that this morning? Can you believe that? Do you really believe it's a source of daily hope? There's always death before the resurrection, but there's always the hope of resurrection after death. So what I'm saying here today is Jesus didn't stay in the grave. He rose again. The story of Jesus didn't end with a good man dying. It continues today with his coming back to life. Contemplate that. Rest in that today as we enter our time of communion. Let's pray.
Father God, uh, in so many ways, your resurrection speaks for itself. What you've done for us and, and the way you were raised from the dead. Uh, I just pray today that my words did not complicate the fact that you give us hope and power and life through the resurrection. Uh, there's transformation to be had through that. But thank you for the cross. Thank you that you, 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 you give us a hope of a future resurrection. Uh, and even more so, we're thankful that you have given us the hope of a daily uh, present resurrection in our lives today. When times feel like death, help us to cling to these words. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed today's sermon. We want to remind our listeners that our doors are always open at Chelsea Presbyterian Church, and we invite all our listeners to join us for worship. You can visit us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at Chelsea Middle School. To hear more of our sermons from our church or for more information, you can find us online at www.chelseapres.org or check us out on Facebook.